the spirit drove him into the desert where he remained for 40 days and was tempted by Satan. Good morning, Christian America. That's right. This morning here on the podcast, we're going to discuss this passage. We're going to discuss Jesus after being baptized, going out into the wilderness, going out into the desert and being tempted by the prince of lies. Not only so we can understand what Jesus did to prevent himself from falling into the devil's traps, but what we can do and the example that we can follow in our lives today to defend ourselves and, the, and defend our families from that same Prince of Lies. So let's get right down to it this morning. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American revitalization effort where we have a mission to revitalize the Christian faith here in our country. Politics should be over with. The election is done. Okay? We can stop fighting amongst each other over a bunch of nonsense. Now it's time to reinform ourselves, recenter ourselves, refocus ourselves where we should be, where we should have always been, where we should have never left, regardless of the situation. We should have never and we should never let our ideology become our faith. Our faith comes first and foremost. Our relationship with Jesus comes first and foremost. Because without that relationship, without the knowledge of Christ, without the goodness and knowledge of his goodness without knowledge of scripture and his example that he set constantly in our minds constantly in our field of vision constantly in our ears in our in our minds in our hearts in every fiber of our being if we're not constantly inundated or attempting to be inundated with the goodness of life with the goodness that is our lord what are we being inundated with? Because the devil doesn't stop. Evil doesn't stop. Satan doesn't stop. He doesn't stop attacking you. He doesn't stop attacking your children. He doesn't stop attacking, uh, attacking your family. He doesn't stop attacking your neighborhood, your friends, your friends' family, etc., etc. He keeps attacking this world. He keeps attacking this country. That's how we've gotten to this place where we've gotten socially, where we think it's okay to socially distance ourselves. My friends, if you want to physically distance yourself, be right, be, be my guest. Go right ahead. But socially, the fabric of our nation should not be distanced. It should, we should come together socially, even if that means virtually. We socially need to interact. We need to socially gather. And we need to socially, together, praise our Lord. Where two or more. That's what Jesus says. Where two or more. That's a, that's a social gathering. Where two or more are there, I will be there. When two or more gathered in my name, I will be there. Okay? Physic, physical distance, that's fine. No arguments, but socially we need to come together. Spiritually, we need to come together. 
emotionally, mentally, we need to come together and not distance ourselves. That's what this community is all about. So if you like what we do here, if you support our mission, we ask, again, not for donations, not interested. There's no place that you can donate money. There's no place that, that we're going to ask for money or anything like that. If you, if you want to participate in the Christian American community, if you want to participate in the Christian American revitalization effort, we ask that you share this content. That's very simple. It doesn't cost you anything except maybe a few seconds and two or three clicks, depending on the social media platform. If you like what we do and you want to support the revitalizing of the Christian faith across our country, we'd ask that you share with your family and friends. We'd ask that you post this to your profile. We'd ask that you uh, that you continue to subscribe to this podcast, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google, uh, Google Podcasts, or you can subscribe to the to this video on our youtube channel the good morning christian america youtube channel that is how we spread our message it's not even our message it's jesus's message it's the message of christ that we have for people that we are trying to pass on to others so that they can understand they can hear they can see they can think about they can you know hear about christ himself about how we walk this earth and and what does scripture say? What is what is our Lord trying to tell us through scripture? And it's in that light that we come to you this Friday as we come to you every Friday to discuss unadulterated, un, uh, uh, unwatered down scripture direct from the source so that you can see it, so that you can hear it, so that you can think about it. You can talk about it amongst yourselves, amongst your family, have some sort of 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 background information about what scripture says actually you know verbatim what it meant then and what does it mean for us because it's it's always good to know we need to know what scripture says we need to understand what actually happened but we also need to 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 be able to uh to to have some kind of practicality in our lives like how can i actually use this knowledge. It's good to have it, but how do I actually use it? And that's what we try to help you out uh, with this podcast, A, to, to educate you, to inspire you, to inform you, and then give you some guidance on how to you know, direct yourself that you can live out these principles. These principles, not that I give you, not because I'm in any more holy than anyone else, because that's obviously not true, but that you can follow the guidance and the example of Jesus himself and that will make your life better that will improve your standing and however you measure improvement okay so let's get right down to it today we're going to talk about if you followed us on the Friday on the Friday podcast you understand that we've been slowly making our way through the New Testament we finished the book of Matthew two weeks ago last week we started the book of Mark the gospel of Mark and we're here in Mark 1 and again, if you saw last week's podcast, or if you listened to last week's podcast, you understand that, you know, Mark and the gospel of Mark, Mark sums up a lot of stuff. It's one of the earliest written, possibly the earliest written gospel. And Mark is a student of Peter. He's also the same Mark that followed, uh, uh, that accompanied Paul in the book of Acts, early in the book of Acts. So these are, these are 
the teachers of Mark. Okay, and so his his writings are direct. I mean, are are are, are one degree removed from Jesus himself, first through through Peter, and then obviously through Paul. And so when he writes these things down, he he that's the history of it. But he doesn't elaborate much, and we don't know why that is. But Matthew Matthew's gospel is very similar to Mark's, except Matthew fills in a lot of the other detail. Mark just doesn't do that. So what we're going to do today is we're going to read uh, a passage from Mark chapter 1, but then we're also going to read the extended version, if you will, from the book of Matthew chapter 4. So I'd ask you to have both of those prepared to flip back and forth as we discuss them so you can see the difference and understand the context and the meaning of, of what's going on with Jesus here. So in this what we're going to bring to you now is Jesus has just been baptized. He, Mark describes how flat out Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist uh, is the baptizing of the Son of God. After he's baptized, Mark says that the heavens opened up and a spirit like a dove floated down. A voice from the heaven said that this is my son of whom I'm well pleased. Again, so Mark messes. Uh, doesn't need to elaborate, doesn't feel the need to elaborate on all the details. The, the the elephant in the room, as it were, is that Jesus has come as the Son of Man, and he is starting his ministry. And that's where we pick up, that's where we pick up today's, uh, today's podcast. So if you turn to your Bibles, to the book of Mark chapter 1, we're going to start at verse, uh, verse 12, and it's just real quick. It's the temptation of Jesus. At once, the Spirit drove him out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels administered to him. So that is essentially all Mark puts in to, into his gospel about Jesus going out into the desert and being tempted, which leaves us wanting a little more, which leaves us seeking a little bit of more information. So um, to do that, we're going to transition real fast back to the book of Matthew chapter 4 and how Matthew describes what this temptation actually uh, you know, takes place in detail, how it takes place in detail. So again, Matthew chapter 4 uh, verse 2. And the temptation of Jesus, according to Matthew, says that Jesus was led into the spirit by the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was hungry. The tempter approached, approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and with their hands, they will support you lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. 
And he said to these, he said to him, all these I shall give to you if you prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, get away, Satan. It is written, the Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You see the difference, right? So Matthew incorporates Mark's first sentence about uh, the spirit leading Jesus out into the desert and then incorporates uh, Mark's last sentence because Mark only had two sentences in, in, in that in that portion in which the angels came and ministered to Jesus. So a couple things, what can we take away from this passage? Well, there's a lot to take away from, but I, we're going to highlight just a few this morning. One, even the Son of God in preparation to do something, in preparation to do something big in your life, a task that you've been uh, that you've been tasked with, a mission that you are going to partake in. It always benefits, and it even benefits Jesus Himself to spend that time alone, to spend some quiet time away from others, so that you may do what? Concentrate at the ta- on the task at hand. Right? That's a secular way of 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 describing what, uh, or, or sort of just describing what took place. When the actual reality is that Jesus goes out to the desert and he prays, he fasts, he thinks, and he prays. He prays to his father and he's ministered, as scripture says, by the angels, thinking, he's praying, he's, you know, who knows what's going through his mind if we only knew the mind of God, right? But that's important. It's important obviously for Jesus to have done this it's important for us that we that we too should set our mind on our mission our mission should be higher than than ourselves it should provide direction and purpose and meaning in our lives and the lives of our families but you can't, you can't just go out and make something happen you can't just go out with this mindset right you you, you where do you start where's the beginning what is the plan how do how do we work these things out and am I being divinely inspired when I do these things? So it's important that we take time alone in prayer to God and seek his intervention in our lives and, our, and seek his direction in our mission. What does he want us to do? How does he want us, how does he want to, us to accomplish these things? Obviously, not all the answers will be given to you. But that's, that is a, a fundamental foundation of any biblically, divinely inspired mission, is that we should listen to the Spirit. The, the book of Acts, Paul never went anywhere until the Spirit told him, even when he wanted to go to Asia, to, to Asia, Asia Minor, the Spirit wouldn't let him, Scripture says. And, and, and a Macedonian came to him in his dream and asked him to go to Macedonia, go to Europe, eventually to Greece. And he did. He listened. He always listened. We, sh- we too should also listen. Listen to what God has implanted in our hearts, where he leads us. Second thing about this passage is that it says it, it, in detail, in Matthew's uh, gospel, in detail about how the devil tempts you. So as you try to do good, as you want to start your mission, to start your, you know, divinely inspired 
mission with with purpose and meaning even someone like the son of man even someone like jesus the devil will come and try to distract you the devil will come and try to take you off course the devil will come and try to tempt you and then he'll do so by lying to you making you think things that are not true sowing doubt in your mind sowing division in your mind sowing hatred in your mind sowing jealousy or gluttony or any number of sins to get you distracted to get you off course because if you're going to be on a divinely inspired course the devil doesn't want that he wants you hindered he wants you taken away he wants you distracted and if you are going to be on some kind of divinely inspired mission or if you are going to be on some kind of mission he wants you to be on a mission for him just look at how he tempts jesus he tempts him with food turn these things turn these rocks into bread these stones into bread but how does jesus fight him off with scripture that's why we must know scripture that's why we must read scripture because the devil will try to lie to us and manipulate us into hating our brothers and sisters to our left and to our right but jesus says to love one another as you love yourself the devil will try to tell us that god doesn't exist or that evil doesn't exist but scripture says that we should love god with all our heart mind soul and strength the devil will also use scripture in fact we see this more often than than anything else i believe is that even in this passage the devil tries to use scripture and he says look scripture says that he will command his angels concerning you that they won't let you dash your foot against the stone how many people have we run into how many people who call themselves christian that are leaving leading openly unrepenting sinful lives and that love to throw around a line of scripture a verse of scripture and they usually do it incorrectly because they don't study it anyway because if they did then they wouldn't be living that wayward life but they love to throw it out there oh you shouldn't judge scripture says you shouldn't judge yeah the scripture also says you shouldn't sin oh all sin is equal all, all sin is it doesn't matter it doesn't matter oh yeah where, where does scripture say that because jesus lays out a, a couple of times where he definitely delineates between levels of sin he even calls sin against the holy spirit unforgivable so where are you getting these things oh once saved i'm always saved oh, oh really where does it where does it say that in scripture because when you start living that wayward life and you turn away from the knowledge of god once you have it scripture says that's even worse than never knowing about it now that we know about christ now that we know about god well now that we know about scripture we have a duty and obligation to to live by his law so there's there's plenty of times where people use scripture in order to 
justify their own sinful nature. And the devil will use scripture and work it against you. Use it to work against you. And so that's why it's important that we do these. That's why it's important that you read scripture and that you listen to him, that you pray to him. Because that we speak to Christ when we pray and Christ speaks to us when we read scripture. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we hope that you have a blessed weekend this week. Spend some time with your family and your friends and build a community. Don't socially distance, physically distance if you must, but socially come together with those who you know and those who you care about and those who you love. That's the way we make this place of, that we call earth a better place to live. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed weekend. You guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.